Hello, welcome to episode 12 of Owl and Foles Norwich City Football Club We Meet Again series. Although Owl's agent has been in touch with me, he wants it renamed Foul and Owls. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a sticking point, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yeah. Are um, you fed up being sort of second? Second fiddle. Second fiddle, yeah. I hate being fiddled second. No, um, yeah, no, <laughs> I, it's, it's, it's become a bit of a source of contention for me. And, uh, Keep you up be, at night, is it? Yeah, it is, yeah. And you will be, be hearing from my lawyers in the near future. That's serious. <laughs> it really is, yeah. So We I, might be uh, recording future episodes where we're not talking to each other. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fun. I don't one. quite know how <laughs> that would... <laughs> That would come across. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rebranding the logo so that Alan and Val start exactly the same time as pretty very much. Uh... <laughs> we could just drop the fee so it's Al and Al's, <laughs> and then it doesn't make any difference, does it? <laughs> still at Fowl's Place in South Norfolk, Holston. Still enjoying it, still going through and talking about whatever comes up as we look back at our opponents who are playing this season in the Championship and there's lots of them it's a, a big league certainly compared to the, the Premier League yeah each episode always throws out some topics or wider areas of football that we like to discuss give our thoughts and opinions on this week Phil one that I'm quite looking forward to and I think you will as well it brings a smile to the faces of all Norwich City fans for one particular day it's Middlesbrough but Hold your horses, Val. Oh, yes. Yes, we're going to park that just for a second. So I know you like to talk about that day. But before we get into that, let's just talk about the meetings last season. Uh, Because they, uh, last season, uh, last time we played them, so two seasons ago. Both big games, I think. Both 1-0, which you kind of expect against Middlesbrough, don't you? You don't expect it to be high scoring, free-flowing. Do you remember both of them? Yeah, I do. I watched... Let's start with the home one first that was really the game the very first game that's kicked off our season I'd say yeah that was the one and we played really well that day I remember at half time talking to our mate Stuart hi Stuart if you're listening is actually not I talked to him about that but um Stuart come uh, on and Stuart said that we hadn't won much before that well, well this was the first game back after the international break yeah and the last game before that was the one one at Ipswich Okay, and then before that was Preston, I presume, was it? Something like that, anyway. It had been Leeds, West Brom. Yeah, okay. So we hadn't won much going into this game. Just one, I think, yeah. And I remember thinking that actually we played really well. Farkball was starting to sort of like really kind of play through the team. I remember it being a very smart finish from Pookie for the goal. It was sort of like a toe-poked finish sort of like in the box. Yeah. Um. Kind of smart, lively, fox-like finish and controlled. It wasn't like a just stabbed at it. It was like a toe poke, yeah. sort of curled it in the bottom corner from fairly close range. The toe poke. Sorry to go off course here, but the toe poke gets a lot of bad press generally. It, but it, I, I it, think it's a, a reasonable tool to have. Isn't well, it? You it certainly know. is. In, and the, power. And the, and the so, yeah, yeah. Oh, good for power. Yeah. When you're at school, if you want to kick it a long way, just toe poke it. Why has it got such a bad reputation? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. I, I remember Tetty's at Old Trafford. That was the most famous Absolutely brilliant. toe poke, wasn't it? That was the best goal. They all came, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. that was the, the, there was a great goal on, on, on so many levels. I mean, obviously winning at Old Trafford. Yeah. The fact that, I mean, the gay had absolutely no chance because where the ball went was absolutely nowhere near where he was aiming it. That was the best thing. <laughs> it was like, you couldn't read that one because no yeah. one knew where that was going. But no, I remember that Pookie finish as sharp one um, when he started to look like a real player. It was, uh, we played really well that game and dominated the game. Was it nil-nil at half-time? Yeah, I'm sure it was nil-nil at half-time. Yeah. 
And I remember Stuart saying that we have to win this game because they're playing so well. They so deserve to win this game. That if they don't win it, it's going to be soul crushing, which we played quite well up until then. Yeah. Like, I know the Leeds game at home where we kind of got blown away, but we also played quite well as well in that game. West Brom where we lost at home, we played really well in that game. But yeah. Lost. So, yeah, I mean, that was the first game that set us on our way, wasn't it? I don't know if you remember, but was there any point in that game where we went 1-0 up, obviously, and you thought they were going to catch us on like the sucker punch and yeah. there was a defensive wobble or did they look like they were going to snatch it? Can you remember? Or no. It, was it, did we see it out quite well? I don't remember feeling in trouble. Yeah. I don't remember ever thinking we were going to lose that game. It felt like a game that we were in control of and probably should have won it to a 3-0. It was like yeah. it, was a, it was a solid performance and the start of that run, which really turned us into champions, really. Yeah. And then later, 30th of March... So in the business end of the season, yeah, I felt this was a real test for us. We beat them 1-0 at their place. Hernandez scored. That's right. There. The image I remember for that game, was that the one where Simon or someone did like a tackle with his head or, uh, or was... like, there's some ridiculous blocks, wasn't there? And Yeah, Zimmerman made a tackle with his head against Wolves the previous season. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. But Zimmerman <laughs> did make an absolutely outstanding block that game, a real yeah absolutely had no right to sort of win it kind of block which was obviously ultimately as much of a game winner as Onel Hernandez's goal was yeah I remember Hernandez kind of one of his jinking runs from the left hand side sort of jinked inside didn't he yeah and again it was I think it was sort of second half definitely wasn't it quite late yeah low hard finish in the bottom corner I don't know about you but I just remember feeling that was a a big result whether it was because Middlesbrough away is always going to be a real test yeah. I can't remember where they finished that season, but... That was on the Pullis, wasn't it, I think? Probably, yeah. And I reckon they finished outside the playoffs. I think. Yeah, they did, didn't they? And they... I think they were right up there until the turn of the year. Yeah. Yeah, they dropped off and they finished just outside. Yeah, and I think, obviously, Pullis moved on at some point, didn't they? I don't know, maybe the season after when Jonathan Woodgate was drafted in. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those things, when you are a Tony Pullis still... <laughs> a style manager, I think you don't get much time, do you? Because yeah. if the results, the football's dull. So if the results aren't yeah, going through Everything's well, got to be better results, isn't Exactly. It? Yeah. And if you're not quite getting the results, even though they're doing all right, you soon get moved on. But, you know, I can never forgive Middlesbrough for turning Johnny Housen to a right back. I mean, what, what's going on there? <laughs> like, he's my man and it's ruined him. I think he'd be a good guest on the podcast. I personally. did as well. I think yeah. he'd be up for it. I think he'd be a fancy trip down here for a I couple think of years. He's, he's got that good mix of banter and knowledge yeah hasn't he and you know yeah a couple of stories up the sleeve right? yeah definitely more stories than we've got up our sleeves <laughs> yeah so I thought that was two big one nils in the course of a season I think for different reasons and moving swiftly on <laughs> 25th of May 2015 yeah I've got FC's greatest day I mean that might be an over exaggeration but it's certainly up there isn't it in terms of the club's history I'm just thinking of the occasion. Yeah. I'm thinking of the performance. Yeah. And the result. From what I remember, in terms of the quality of the goals, the terms of the way we managed that game and looked so comfortable, considering the huge significance of the game, the way we handled that pressure and just looked so dominated against what was potentially a very tricky opponent. I guess, firstly, let's start with your thoughts on the game itself. Fantastic, wasn't it? What were you expecting, I guess, going um, into it? I mean, I was expecting a much tougher game. It was as nerve-free as an occasion like that could be. I mean, obviously... Yeah, you... that's what really um, hit me, because you just expect 
a game of that significance to be edgy of your seat and worried and yeah. not enjoying it and fearing the worst, don't you? But really, I second half particularly, I felt quite relaxed about the whole thing. I thought, yeah. this is just perfect. It's routine, wasn't it? I think West Hand finished game with a hundred percent pass completion rate. He was absolutely outstanding. I remember Johnny House, not Johnny Houston, sorry, Bradley Johnson smashing the crossbar early doors. Yeah. And then it went to almost straight down the other end, and it was vast for them. Then smashed our crossbar, wasn't it? Yeah, Bamford, who's had a good season this year for the Heat, hasn't he? Yeah, no, we know. I, I will stick up for him his Norwich period. I don't think he got much of a chance at Norwich. A lot of Norwich no, fans... I can't remember him playing that much, really. No, a lot of Norwich fans stated how poor he was for us, but I I don't really remember him getting on the pitch much. He played against Man City at home, I think, and I thought he looked pretty good, actually. He hit the crossbar from a way out. I thought he looked all right. He... Um... Scored a lot of goals that season for Borough. He had a big season, didn't he? So my mate Eddie Mack, one of my best mates, is a Middlesbrough fan. And I remember him this on Facebook every week. He was like, oh, Bamford again. It was like, it just seemed like Bamford is scoring every week. It was absolutely on fire. He got injured, didn't he? And because we played them at home not long before the final and lost 1-0, didn't we? Yeah. I'm probably spoiling your agenda here. Tet Young goal, wasn't it, yep. in the corner? And I can't remember. I think Bamford got into that game, maybe? Or he just wasn't quite on it that day. And there's a big thing about whether he was actually going to be fit for the final or not. Right, OK. And he yeah. kind of was fit for the final, but he wasn't, was he? He was no. anonymous. Didn't see him yeah. all game. And yeah, really, we after the first goal went in, Jerome got that clever finish. Daniel Ayala was the... Weird goal, wasn't it? Ex-Norris <laughs> player. I'm sure Mike Dean was, man- was referee that day, wasn't he? I'm pretty sure. OK, I, I, I can't remember, he, yeah. I mean, he let that foul go. It wasn't a foul, I didn't think. No. It was physical, but yeah. obviously... Daniel Ayala's reaction was like, oh, that's a foul. And he just went down, just wasn't sure. Do you remember, Jerome, just, I always remember him just running, 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 and he almost, it looked like he just dinked the ball in from about a yard from the line. It was like that, wasn't it? It was like he was desperate to sort of square the ball, he was looking for the square pass, which would have been the right thing to do. And kind of just get, getting closer to the goal, and then I just roll it in the bottom corner. The goalkeeper had obviously just come off the corner slightly, and just rolled it in, smart finish. And then, what, second goal? Yeah, beautiful Absolutely Quality second goal, wasn't it? Yeah, everything about it. I remember Whitaker being involved in it. Houlihan was involved in it. Like a really nice passing move. Yeah. Um, Great finish as well, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was a goal which wouldn't look out of place in the Farker side, would it? It was it was a good passing move. Yeah. Nice through ball. And it was finished very well by a player I, who I think is a very good player. Yeah, who's got a lot to prove himself, hasn't he, in yeah. the Premier League? Yeah, I think so. I think he's got, I think he's a quality player, Edmund. Yeah. Um, and I think he was for us. What were your thoughts when that second went in? Disbelief? Yeah. Joy, I imagine. Dreamland, wasn't it? Dreamland, really? yeah. And the rest of the game was all right, wasn't it? I don't remember Middlesbrough ever really having a sniff. I don't really remember even getting particularly in our box, really, after that. No, really. I can't. The way the game was playing out, I felt quite relaxed about it. But you always know what it's like. You just need one moment and it changes, doesn't it? Yeah, and it, the game can change one moment, one rash tackle, one miss header. They get a goal back, and all of a sudden it's a different game. And then you're expecting like balls being pumped in the box, but it just never really happened, did it? Yeah. What was your um, view on the occasion? So we talked about the game. So oh. we were due to meet, weren't we? We you never met. I, I just, I think, you left me hanging, didn't you? Yeah, so. I didn't mean to. It was That's just, it. It was the, the occasion was brilliant. Um, so I came down with the twins and John and Rachel and Ali was there. My dad, sister, we, we all sort of. How big was your car? <laughs> well, it was a good one car. At what point did you feel this had a cup final ring to it? Well, as soon as we got on, so we all messed up at Watford, then got on the train into Wembley from there. Yeah. 
obviously there's a few Norwich and Middlesbrough fans there at station. And obviously, as you kept getting closer to Wembley, more and more started coming on and the, the atmosphere starts building. You then get to Wembley. When you're outside the ground, walking up to the stadium. Up like, Wembley Way? Yeah, Wembley Way. And you've got yeah. like the sea of red and the sea of yellow. I've got to say credit the to the colour contrast was... Yeah, it was beautiful. Great, it was really beautiful. It? Yeah. And I have to say, fair play to the Middlesbrough fans. They were great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we met quite a few after the game, obviously, on the train. Um, all of them just came over, shook our hands, said, well played, better team won. We went to like a pub after the game in, in Watford, and it's the same thing. There were a few Middlesbrough fans, yeah. oh, well done, you boys, you're great. You know, yeah. They all seem to... So does you know, that create a good impression on uh, your opinion on Middlesbrough as a club? Yeah, definitely. They're a genuine club, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, they're passionate fans. They want to win. And then yeah. The noise was incredible, wasn't it? Yeah. It was real proper. I just remember... That first glimpse of the pitch, you know, yes. with like before yeah. the fans were there, like the Wembley, you know, and just the boys coming out, it was spectacular. My experience of it had a, a more pleasurable pre-match experience, and me and a, a good old mate of mine, a lad called Drummer, give him a shout out. My Drummer, yeah, her Drummer. He won't be listening, but <laughs> no. I used to go to games with him way back. Certainly when we were at Six Forms together, and we had sort of lost touch a bit, and he hadn't been for years. But my brother had booked a holiday to this day I'm not sure what he was thinking but school boy, school school boy. Era. so his season ticket was begging so and I was a member got drummer on board and we um holidayed in a suburb of London I think Uxbridge or somewhere like that yeah Friday night nice on the beers oh lovely B&B jobby leisurely tubed Wembley got the early doors great pre-match atmosphere as you'd expect pubs full spoke to you about the player final against Birmingham in Cardiff a few episodes ago, and yeah. how great that was because it was in the city centre of Cardiff and how well organised it was. Wembley, once you get outside the glitz and the glamour of the stadium, I mean, the area's a little bit yeah. rough and ready. And Pretty rough. There's not that many good pubs, really, and it, that side of things probably wasn't nowhere near as good as what it was in Cardiff. Yeah, I've been to Wembley a number of times, only once with Norwich, obviously, uh, once for England, but a lot of times for concerts and things, and it's not much around it you go there for the game you, exactly you, yeah personally i'm glad that we kept the national stadium at wembley i know at the time there was a lot of debate about well should it be in birmingham or you know somewhere more geographically sensible yeah but you do get a sense of the history and the aura of the place certainly Definitely. that wembley way walk oh what a stadium as well yeah oh it's fantastic stadium so the whole pre-match experience, walking down Wembley Way, oh, that's the colour, the contrast. Yeah, that was the, the colours. Thing. Oh, I've seen a buzz down. And like yeah. just, it was spectacular in the stadium, wasn't it? I do remember it being a really well-organised, had a, a real big game feel about it, didn't it? Which it was. Yeah. Interestingly, it's hard to know what our opinions would be if we'd lost that game. Yeah. Have we got rose-tinted glasses on. Maybe so. I mean, I, I have been to Wembley a number of times and I've always been very impressed of it as a stadium. I think it's a fantastic stadium. But I would also say, like you said, the, the history of walking down to the stadium and that sort of thing yeah. really makes it a special occasion. I don't think so. I think we'd have still looked back at it as a spectacular day, like you probably do with the uh, yeah. final. When I asked that question to you, I actually was thinking in my head, I've probably answered this on the Birmingham episode because, yeah, that was a fantastic occasion and day. Yeah. But we lost that game. So I'm sure it would have been quite as good, obviously, but it still would have been a memorable yeah, memorable occasion. Can you imagine what it would have been like if the stars had aligned and Ipswich were our opponent that day and not Middlesbrough? It wasn't a million miles away from happening, a couple of league positions different. 
Yeah, and, and our paths yeah. have followed a very different trajectory since then. I mean, presuming the result was the same, how much would that have added to your? I mean, obviously, experiences and memories. The thing is, is that the Middlesbrough fans were great, gracious losers. Um, yeah, generally, there's football fans. They were great. Yeah, it wouldn't have been like they were literally stale. There would have been more of an edge on the train, wouldn't it? That sort of thing. It would have been a different day out then. But a more memorable one? Um, I was happy with the playoff wins, actually. I was quite yeah. happy. They were enough for me. So that was our, I think it was our fourth appearance at Wembley. Yeah. Which, yeah, incredibly, it's, you know, you think 119 years of history. That's not a lot, is it, at the home of English football? And that was our first goal, wasn't it? Like, first goal we Yes. Scored. Oh, foul. You... I didn't think you were going to know that fact. I was going to. I was going to hit you with that one. It Jerome's goal was our first ever scored at Wembley by a Norwich player. Oh yeah, because the win against Sunderland was known goal, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, well yeah. done, far. Thanks. Sorry to ruin you. I think it's a great stat, actually, and I think it's. I think it's an odd stat. 119 years. It's unbelievable. We've not been to. We should have won challenged more for trophies in our history that's the one thing it is a little disappointing we are a decent size club we yeah. are talking about that championship premier league kind of yo-yo side that's a decent level most clubs around us have won more than us that's the solid truth of it isn't it yeah when i looked at that stat i just i don't know it just struck me as being quite shocking actually yeah it's a bit really so so we witnessed the first ever goal yeah scored at Wembley by a norwich player and i didn't know that Incredible. at the time the only time i found that out i think it was after the game, definitely. I think I might... So I did actually record it on my Sky, um, which is still on my Sky box over there. I've never deleted it. Okay, so let's get um, that on after this. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I actually found it re-watching the game when they said, oh, Norwich's first ever goal. And I was like, oh, really? And then looked into it. And yeah, that was it. Excellent. Yeah, touching on well on that playoff theme, you mentioned the, the 1-0 defeat. That was only a few weeks before. That kind of killed off our automatic hopes. And I think yeah. you'll know a lot better than me. I suspect you were there, but... Borough were a bit dogged and uh, they pulled out all the old gamesmanship tricks, didn't they, in that one? Yeah, they did. It was a typical... It didn't go down well, did it, from what I remember? No, it was a pretty frustrating game. It was, one of those so games... it was a really early goal, wasn't it? Basically? It was. And from I think there's a statistic that season that from a cranker that they'd, they'd not lost from going ahead Middlesbrough that season. I think they'd either won or drawn. Yeah. But also, the converse was that. It's because they were so unadventurous. They'd never won after going behind as well. Yeah. So that's interesting little twist there. But both of those stats came to play in those two games. So the, the player final. Exactly. And this this one at home. And you can kind of see what happened after they went ahead. They closed up shop, and it was just frustrating. painful to watch, was it? And we kind of dominated the ball. And it's one of those games where you know on the way back everyone's like, oh we should have won that had loads of sharp possession blah blah blah. But actually, you look back at it, we didn't we never really liked scoring. Yeah. And my mate Ed, who, Middlesbrough fan Ed, he was, we gave a lift home and he was like, and Dan was very frustrated, oh, we should have frustrated the park and everything. And Ed was like, you didn't have any chances. You're never going to score against us. And he was absolutely right. It was one of those games wasn't, where... Wasn't so cocky after the final. No, he wasn't. He took it yeah. in good spirit to be... He's a genuine sportsman, Ed. So I think earlier that season, they thrashed us and they 4-0 or something like that. Yeah, good memory, Phil. Our lowest point that year, I think. I think we got properly beaten. That, that might even be one of those occasions where poor old... Russell Martin got pushed out to face the press and yeah, he had to, you know, there was not a lot he could say about it. I think we were pretty dismal that day. Mm. Oh, I felt sorry for Russell Martin. Every time he had a poor game and got thrashed, it was always Russell Martin yeah. pushed out, wasn't it? It was like, yeah. and he got a lot of stick from the fans at times. Yeah, he? it was unfair, wasn't it? Really? I thought you, know. He was, you know what? And he was quite honest, wasn't he? And, He's just a know. nice guy, yeah. he's Russell Martin. He really seems a genuine guy, he's honest, he cares about the club. 
Yeah. And you know what? Russell Martin was a bloody good player for us at times. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. I want to keep on the playoff theme, but this time I'm, I'm going to talk about a playoff that never happened. So we first met them in the 1960-61 season. But that year, we finished fourth and Borough finished fifth. So obviously that's a, a playoff semi now. Yeah. But in those days, it didn't mean anything. It was just where you finished. Yeah. So both teams stayed in Division 2. But far, I used this opportunity to do a bit of a boring statistical bit of research. Wonderful. Which I don't know if you're going to like or not. But I looked at a few seasons where we finished in the top six yeah. before the playoffs were invented and looked at, OK, if the playoffs were around then, who we would have played. OK. And who we would have played potentially in the final. Yeah. So do you think that's a bit sad? No, no. I'm, I'm, you, I'm, you don't I'm, mind that sort of statistical stuff. So 1932-33, Division 3 safe. We finished third. We would have played Coventry. OK. And then the other semi-final was Redden versus Palace. OK. So it'd be great if these all at Wembley as well, wouldn't it? It would, it yeah. Certainly increased our opportunities of playing there. Yeah. 1952-53, again, Division 3 safe. We finished fourth. Uh, we would have faced Bristol City in the playoff semi-finals that season and either Coventry or Northampton, or Northampton? in the final. Wow. Yeah. Where are they now? I think they're League One, so they're not too oh, okay. they're too bad. But... Oh, sort of after, looking after it, switch. <laughs> yeah. So 1958-59... Division three again, you know, mostly Division three. We finished fourth that year. We would have played Colchester in the semi-finals wow. if the playoffs existed. So that would have been a good one, wouldn't it? And then, provided we beat Colchester, we would have played faced either Redden or Brentford in the final. Yeah. And then finally, 1964-65. This time in Division two, so chance to go into the top flight. We finished sixth, so we would have scraped into the playoffs. That would have earned as a semi-final against Bolton. Yeah. Okay. And then in the final, we would have played either Southampton or Ipswich. Oh, really? Oh, wow. So, yeah. It would have been tasty. So uh, what do you think of that? <laughs> that uh, That's interesting. I, I, I mean... That bit of uh, pointless statistics, really, isn't it? I like MYS up for that. I, I think yeah. my... What do you think of the playoffs? Are they a good thing? Do you like them? Or do you think it's unfair in the third place? Yeah, I've mentioned here... This is a good opportunity to talk about the playoffs because obviously this it's dominating this episode. I think they're one of the best things that ever happened to English football. I agree. There you go. That's, I'll put that on the table. 100%. I, I totally agree with that. I think the thing is with the, anything below the Premier League, there's such big leagues and there's nothing to play for otherwise. Is there? It's like, there's going to be such a big chunk of teams in the middle who just yeah. are going to spend probably a third to a half the season just wandering around not doing much. I think you've hit the nail on the head. I do remember football before playoffs and... The season was dead for 85% of the clubs from February onwards. Yeah. You didn't know anything else at that time. No. So it's like, you know, if you if you never had the playoffs, you didn't know what you were missing. So it was just the norm. But once the playoffs started, you suddenly realised what, you know, what an influence they were having on keeping the season alive. Yeah, um, I agree. Now, there is a counter argument that, and it's kind of disappeared over the last few years, but a, a league's a league. And why should someone who finishes third in the league, which is based on uh, 42 games, have to compete against someone who finished sixth, who could be 20 points below them? That doesn't bother me. You're, you're not worried about you know, the, the fundamentals of what a league is. This argument does seem to appear every season for me. And I always think it comes from the team finishing third. Like, you know, it's like, the team's finished third that lose in the playoffs, isn't it? Though? Yeah. I, I, you know so, what? I'm not, have you done the stats on this? No. 
Because I'm pretty sure that it's still more often than not the team that finishes third tend to win it. Yes, I think you're right. Um, Probably not as much as... I don't think it's a clear winner. Oh, no, it's not. There's not much in it. I think it's third and fourth normally the two. But it's for me, you know what it... You know you've got to finish first or second. I mean, Leeds moaned about it the season that we went up. But, I mean, you threw it away. Yeah. You you finish third. You know what happens if you finish third. It's not unlucky basically then obviously they lost again the following season the playoffs and so why do you like the playoffs? it does not matter how good or bad your team is i think i've mentioned this before but we've all had it with some terrible knowledge sides in the, in the recent past somehow always convince yourself that you're going to get to the playoffs yeah. don't you? like you know yeah. it does not matter at the beginning of the season every team in the league i mean there's a couple of teams for this season we're thinking oh we're automatic promotion we could do that yeah but for the rest of the league they are thinking... It keeps the dream alive, doesn't it? It does. The rest of the yeah. league are thinking, you know what, we can go up uh, through the playoffs. I remember, like, um, under Peter Grant, and we're bottom of the league, he yeah. got sacked, Glenn Rode comes in, we pick up a few games, we're bottom of the league at Christmas. He's still thinking, you know what, put a run together here, yeah. we can still make the playoffs. It gives it that incentive, and I love that. If there's no playoffs at all, going into this season, quite a lot of championship clubs are going to be like, wow. Well, yeah. You know. Exactly. We, we think we can stay up, but yeah. it just opens up the opportunity to play in the Premier League as well, which I think is important. We talked about the English pyramid and how important it is to have different clubs going up into the Premier League yeah, or, or through the leagues. I agree, again. I wrote an article once for um, one of the national sites that I used to submit articles to. I had an idea about um, introducing playoffs to the Premier League. Sure, I might have mentioned it to you before, but I think the Premier League's stale on the basis that it doesn't have any playoffs so a lot of the season is dead other than obviously the relegation spots and the top four but even that a lot of times out of 10 it's tied up Uh, and we mentioned it in lockdown didn't we how there's so many Premier League games that are just going through the motions yeah they feel like it so my idea is fun I'd like to get your thoughts on it I'm sure Mm. you'll back it but I would say that (laughs) I would have a a playoff for the fourth place finish to the final Champions League place yeah and that would involve the team that finished 4th, 5th, 6th and 7th in the Premier League. Okay. So they would play off two semis and a final and the winner gets that final Champions League spot. Okay, cool. What that does is that suddenly makes the possibility of reaching the Champions League and the implications of the money and the prestige and experience of that suddenly opens it up to more clubs. And then my other one, and I would have this... At the same time, I would have a playoff for the final relegation spot. So the team that finishes third bottom, fourth bottom, fifth bottom, sixth bottom would play off. This would be a weird one because if you lost the semi-final, you would go into the final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to if you win the semi-final, you don't play more games. You don't, you don't play in the final. No, but ultimately, yeah, you, that would decide the final relegation spot. Run those two in combination, and suddenly you've got a very exciting Premier League season because you've got almost every team would be either under threat of finishing seventh bottom or whatever that last one was, or finishing seventh top. There you go, Phil. I'll put that on the table. Yeah, I quite like the idea of that, actually. I mean, the one that always gets floated around is that the third bottom of the Premier League should somehow be involved in in the playoffs with the championship. And... I don't like that one so much. Did you know that used to happen? Certainly the first one, or maybe the the first couple. The team that finished third bottom in Division 1 back then did play in the playoffs. 
Did you know that? Really? Yeah. I didn't know. I, I did not know that. There you go. Yeah. So that, oh. that actually was the original format. Oh, it's been binned off for a reason. It got binned off. I think it only ever happened once. And Charlton were the Division One team. Yeah. And they played Leeds. Yeah. Who finished top? I don't know. Fourth in Division Two that year. Charlton won the yeah. playoffs, so they stayed in the top flight. Yeah. So there you go. Oh, well, there we go. Uh, I did not know that. But you'd like to bring that back, would you? Um, no, I personally wouldn't. Because I, of the gap, the financial. Yeah, I think the Premier League is advantaged enough from the Championship as it is to only have potentially two teams come up from it. It seems unfair. I think three teams should they go down and three teams should come up. Um, but I do like the idea of your playoff idea, particularly with the Champions League spot. The thing is the Premier League is it's normally quite, almost from about sort of sixth or seventh downwards, down to about... 15th is normally quite tight isn't it yeah and you'd certainly get all of a sudden teams like maybe Newcastle possibly even Everton or Southampton those sort of teams all of a sudden somewhere between promotion and relegation sorry somewhere between Champions League and relegation yeah that'd make it quite interesting it'd be great yeah I think they did right to the Premier League but they they never got back to me did they not yeah Uh, must have maybe they'll listen to this and change their minds but that's how you revolutionise English football yeah the um, next thing I was going to explore. Borough, beware, when the Canaries go up, they have had a bit of a habit of going down. In the 1980s and beyond, for seven consecutive seasons that we were in the league together, one of us has either gone up or down. Oh, really? Yeah, mostly us going up. 1985-86, we finished champions. Borough went down on the verge of distinction, actually. There was a gap of 39 points that season between us. Wow. Both 1988-89 and 1992-93, record finishes for us. Both years, Borough went down. The 92-93 season, we had a very significant game against them away from home in their old Essen Park ground. It was the last game of that famous season that we finished third in the Premier League. We got a point at Middlesbrough that confirmed our third place finish uh, Andy Johnson do you remember him I do yeah, yeah he scored a, a stunning folly that day so that point was crucial I mean they were already down actually but that point picked us above Blackburn in the table so we finished third Blackburn finished fourth but what that meant is that by finishing third it gave us a shot at playing in Europe and then that came through because Arsenal won both cup games yeah I was thinking that's that's really strange isn't it you think Today, if you finish third, that gets you in the Champions League. We finished third back then, and we were relying on other teams to do us favours just to get into the UEFA Cup. Yeah, do you feel that the Champions League now has been a bit diluted? Do you think it should go back to just being the champions? Yeah, 100%. I do do as well. Yeah. I personally do. And uh, And then you've got a strong UEFA Cup or Europa League, whatever they want to call it. Do you know what I call that how it was, to be fair? Champions League's a big deal still, but it seems to be quite a lot of sort of turgid group stage yeah. games which I don't care about there's a lot of going through the motions isn't there yeah. and ultimately you get after numerous games you just get to a position where it's the same clubs in the quarterfinals give or take pretty and much yeah so it seems like a long way of getting back to where you were whereas the UEFA league wherever it is now Europa league is yeah. sort of like a. Well, you almost get clubs playing their weekend sides because yeah they almost don't want yeah. to be in it it's just yeah, not worth their time just, yeah and um, yeah. Middlesbrough have had not only way for yeah Liverpool, Middlesbrough but a bit of a run didn't they they got to the they, final didn't they they did yeah and the Steve McLaren was yeah good memories yeah that's probably what prompted them into the England hot seat I agree with everything you say it's a shame in some ways that 
the current format wasn't around in 92, 93, because that would have got us, yeah, Champions League football. And that probably would have changed our history a little bit. Exactly. Spot on. That would have changed our destiny because the money side of it. Yeah, exactly. You could see it with Leicester. Yeah, and Leicester are like a top half Premier League side now all of a sudden, aren't they? I'd say they're more than that now. Because of that, the cash they got from the Champions League and that wonderful Premier League win, they're now a club that you expect to be challenging for those top four places. They've taken that step up now, haven't they? They're sort of like heading towards sort of Tottenham level, aren't they? Yeah. Agreed. Who knows? If we'd have got Champions League football back then, think how that could have changed our future. Exactly. That would have been a great one. Yeah. Probably wouldn't have changed much. But <laughs> it's going to see if you remember this one, Phil. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest comebacks in the Premier League. Is this one of Adam Drury's few goals? It was, <laughs> yeah. Do you remember it? 2004, 2005. Yeah, I do. We went one and up, didn't we? Yeah. Damien Francis scored. I wasn't there, to be fair. But I think uh, we went one and up and then... Next thing we need, we're 4-1 down, weren't we? That's right. Yeah, in, going into the last 10 minutes. Yeah, 10 minutes, 4-1 down, and next thing we need, it was 4-4. I've got the scorers here. Ashton, 80 minutes. Yeah. Mackenzie, 90 minutes. Yeah. And, yeah, you mentioned him, Adam Jury, 94 Yes. Yeah. You weren't there for that. No, I wasn't there for that. That's before, that's when I was still playing hockey, so that was, I didn't have a season ticket then. Greatest um, comeback. I mean, it's the up Premier there, League. isn't it? It's obviously probably Premier League-wise. I can't yeah. remember many better in the Premier League. Certainly... The middle was, certainly weren't any last year, was there? No, this is it. I mean, obviously, the Millwall game last season, oh, not the season before last, we talked about yeah. it last, last cast. That was actually probably the best comeback I've seen, but we've had a few. That was up there, obviously, brilliant. Especially that Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank playing that day, didn't yes, they? Yes, they did, yeah. They were a good side. Did I mention where they finished? Yeah, they finished seventh. I think that, yeah. They yeah. were a proper side in that era, weren't they? They yeah. had like, you know, Jimmy Ford, they had like uh, all sorts of players. Juninho. Juninho, didn't they? Yeah. And, uh, Ravinelli, was it? Yeah, the, and Emerson as well. The Italian. Yeah. Uh, and a Spanish guy, Mendieta, wasn't it? It was around at that point as well. Yeah. Sort of in that era, I don't know exactly then, but there was a lot of serious players sort of floating around with us by that time. And the Thanks Rob- there, the money pumped in by their chairman. Yeah. Uh, is it Steve Gibson? Steve Gibson, that's yeah. the one, What's yeah. That name ring a bell? Yeah. His, his nephew plays for us, doesn't he? Was his nephew? Yeah. I, I knew that Gibson obviously played four minutes, but I didn't realise his nephew. Yeah. So, Ben Gibson, initial impressions on him? Early doors, I've, the business in the championship, in my yeah. opinion. He looks like a proper, solid championship defender, what we need, really. Yeah. And looks comfortable enough on the ball as well. It's not as good as Ben Godfrey on the ball, I don't yeah. think. Ben Godfrey is a proper, I think we talked about it, he's a, he's a midfielder yeah. on, on the ball, he had midfield qualities, didn't he? Yeah. So, um, no, I like the look of him. I think he's going to be solid. Do you, you agree with that? Excellent. Yeah, no, I do. Yeah, I think he's just just what we need, really. Uh, another player connection idea. Johnny Nelson. Yes. Right, of course. I yeah. think when we sell players, we should have a, a fair usage policy on the right. If you're going to stick Johnny Nelson at right back, we just get him back again. He can't. Has he got the quality to be right back? I mean, he's got the quality to play right back. It's just wasted quality, isn't it? <laughs> he should be running the midfield. He's an absolute hero of a player. So <laughs> I'm quite passionate about that. But yeah, Johnny Nelson. He was honest. I think when he went up there, I think he, he wanted to go up north, didn't he? I think it was a natural time for him to move. I can't remember when it was now, but it, I felt it run its course a bit at Norwich. We'd probably have the best years out of him. Did he go the summer before the championship winning season? I can't remember. I think it might have been the season before that. I think right, been, okay. He never played for Falk. I don't think Falk, so. I think that's when Weber first came in that he, he moved on. Yeah. Obviously, Ayala as well. Had a player. He played well for us, didn't he, in that brief period? Under yeah, he didn't play much. I think he had a few injury problems, but it looked solid when he played for us. So, fond thoughts of Borough? You enjoyed this episode? 
I have, yeah. Some great Bring back games. some good memories, does it? Uh, yeah, uh, you know what? Another team which it feels like we've done all right against. Yeah. You know, like Swansea as well. A team which feels like we've actually played all right against at times. So, but I wish them all the best to always have that playoff win. That's and, it, yeah. Uh, you know what? Genuinely, without getting too soppy about it, but the way their fans were around that playoff win, they yeah, were Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. And I wish them nothing but the best. Yeah, it was all good-hearted. Yeah, they took, uh, they took, took the defeat well. well. Like yeah. I hope I would as well. And, yeah. and, you know, I wish them all the best, as long as it's not at our expense. Yeah, cool. <laughs> uh, score predictions? Uh, I'm going to go for a draw, nil-nil. Oh, okay. Who's in charge there now? It's, uh, so what's Jonathan? Uh, oh, it's Woodgate. Uh, Warnock. Oh, of course, it's Colin, isn't it? it? Yeah. Oh, Okay. I think they're going to beat us 1-0. Um, you know what? I'm going to change it to 1-0 as well. No, I'll stick it, if you're going 1-0, I'll stick it 0-0. What okay. do you think, Colin? Is he, he's a wily old fox, isn't he? He'll get them up. I agree. Or get them into playoffs, will not he? I think so. Cool. It, would you have him as manager, Colin? I'd be tempted. Depends on the circumstances. I can't stand him, I would like to point out. But also, I do feel a little bit sorry for Colin because... He gets teams like Cardiff, for example, yeah. up into he gets them to form exceptionally well with a lot of average championship players. Yeah, QPR. QPR yeah. is another one. He gets them into the Premier League he, and he performs really well to get them there. And then ends up getting sacked because he's done so well getting an average team up, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, that no, does. I feel a little bit sorry for him from that point of yeah. view. And on that note, we'll say goodbye. So to thank you for listening. Like I say, you can always get in touch with us on the uh, Twitter feed. Is that what they call it? Feed? Twitter, platform, feed, platform. social media, yeah. on the interweb. Interweb, yeah. Let us know your thoughts and how, how it's all going. And, um, yeah, we'll be back soon for episode 13. So thank you very much. Goodbye. Thank you.